All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Hey, Iron Will. This is Anne. I'm calling from Idaho, and I try because it is just so damn fun. Plus, the entire process from setting your goals to making a training schedule, putting in all the laps, all the miles, it's all about tapping into your own unlimited potential. And it all culminates on race day when you cross the finish line and you get that top-of-the-world feeling that you can do anything. I love it, and that's why I try Thanks for a great podcast, you guys. Bye. Hi, this is Bridget in Southern California. I try to inspire my kids, challenge myself, and eat Mexican food. Not necessarily in that order. Hey, Kahuna. This is Mark from San Diego, a.k.a. Guernsey. And I try because golf is just too hard. Aloha triathletes, it's time to get your geek on with the Tri-Geek Kahuna and I Will. This podcast is designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're just thinking about doing your first sprint race or you're a veteran Ironman. So if you're ready to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, then you've come to the right place. All right, this is our second uh, podcast. Uh, we have, we're going to talk a little bit about the first podcast because it was a monumental event. Um, this is the Kahuna. I'm broadcasting from the... Try Geek Dreams Labs in um, the OC, Orange County, California. And Iron Will coming to you from the Through the Wall headquarters, uh, just outside of Chi Town in the Midwest. Chi Town, that's nice. <laughs> Our theme for this podcast is mental endurance, and we're going to talk to Iron Will's coach uh, about that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, I think our surprise at triathlete section will—I'm sure whatever athlete we pick will be uh, mentally tough—and we'll try to we'll try to pick one that has a special story that is um, that will uh, be woven into our theme. Um, and you can have your tri life lessons, correct? Yeah, we're going to do that. That one is actually going to focus on um, some aspects of mental toughness too. So I think this is going to be a really cool show. And then we also have. Um, uh, our email bag, we're, we're getting tons of mail, so we really appreciate that. And But let's talk a little bit, just just let people in on how hard it was to do the first podcast last week. Oh, my gosh. It, I am so amazed that I didn't get kicked out of my house for all, <laughs> for all of the um, just time and uh, software downloads and you know, I can't believe so this stuff's kind of expensive, and oh my gosh, but it was so worth it. With I think it turned out really well. Yeah, we were really happy with it. It was I, we some insider information. We actually taped the show three freaking times. One time, we taped it at a, <laughs> at a wrong speed. Second time, we didn't tape it at all. Um, and then the third time, we we got it right. Yeah, third time was a charm. And uh, but yeah, the technology. Uh, I I think someday, which is going to be soon, podcasting is going to be very easy. But right now, if anybody says it's like it's a very simple thing, which is what my what my friend told me, they are out of their mind. Um, but uh, we got some good reviews on the show. We really did. We got uh, we got a lot of really nice feedback, so I was excited to read some of it. It really made um, you know some of the stress that came with getting everything ironed out go away. So uh, yeah, really appreciate your feedback and support. Yeah, one of, one of the favorite uh, comments we got was uh, somebody thanked us because his wife wanted to watch Dancing with the Stars, and he was able to put in his headphones and listen to our podcast while she watched Dancing with the Stars. So that's the kind of public service that we're, we're, we're all about. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, Iron, well, I wanted to read you one letter. I think you might have a letter, but this is, this is one that, um, and I'm going to leave off her name because I might get her in trouble with her husband, but uh, she, <laughs> she, she writes in, I loved the podcast. Thanks for getting me through the first hour of my long bike ride this morning. Yes, at, at aerobic heart rate the whole time. The uh, one, right. the one small concern about I have one small concern about your upcoming podcast. Those of us who oh. were halfway in love with you from your blog <laughs> are going to be head over heels in love with you now that we heard your voice. Heard your voice. Shh! Don't tell my my husband. You are are you prepared for the legions of screaming fans beating down your door? Have you warned Mrs. Kahuna? I suspect Will will have the same problem. I'm keeping the podcast far far away from my husband. Look forward, <laughs> looking forward to the next one. 
<laughs> so I don't get a lot. I know you get some emails like that. I, I never get those. I had to, I had to, I had to shout that out to the oh, world. Oh, come on, you're a sad <laughs> Oh yeah. Right. What do you got? Okay, this one comes to us from Flatman, and it says, Hey, guys, I just finished listening to your inaugural cast. Whoa, you guys are going to be so big time. With a little refinement and experience, there's no telling how big this thing will get. Keep up the hard work because I feel that this is going to actually pay off for you, too. I can smell some big-time sponsorship opportunities brewing. Just wanted to encourage you guys and let you know how much I appreciate the service you are providing. There, there really is nothing like this out there for us. Try Geeks. Keep it up. Sincerely, Flatman. Flatman's awesome. Yeah, you got to go check him out. Flatmanblog.com, I think it is. Or, yeah. Or flatman.com. Or flatman.blogspot.com. There you go. I think that's it. All right. They'll they'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) We all have links to to it everywhere anyway. So, Um, another one from The Try Mama. Uh, Very cool guys listening while I make dinner. I'll enjoy these workouts uh, in the future. So. you try Mama. Yeah, so she has to be making dinner when uh, she she listens to the first podcast. That's perfect for her. Yeah. The, the whole Mama thing. Yeah, try Mama's awesome. There's one here. Oh, I got to read you this one. It's okay. Very cool one. Uh, from Bridget. Um, I've been trying to listen to your podcast this afternoon, but my kids keep chatting. I'll have to save it for my next run. From what I have heard so far, it sounds awesome. I cannot wait to hear more. See, that's really cool that people are kind of downloading it Friday and then saving it for their workouts on Saturday. That's kind of what we sort of set this up for, I think. Yeah, I think that's the idea, though. though some people uh, complain that they listened to it at work and they were hooked on it and they were, they were worried yeah. about <laughs> getting in trouble with the boss. So that's that's good, too. So whenever, but every Friday this will be up and you could take it, you could download it and we have uh, um, you can get it at my site Will's site all these numbers will be available at the end of the show uh, yeah or you know it's always on, available on iTunes and we have um, some different uh, non-Apple well I mean for people who don't uh, have iPods you can go to other RSS like a podcast alley and all that stuff but yeah the announcer at the end uh, will take care of all that what's her name Dakota Dakota, Dakota the tri-diva uh, yeah Okay, so so let's talk about this is mental endurance, and one of the things that I have a problem with is that I'm a night person by nature, and my wife calls me a vampire, and I <laughs> I, I love to stay up late, and I sort of get my second wind at you know ten o'clock at night, and it occurs to me that if I'm going to do an Ironman, I'm going to have to start getting up early, and I know you are a famous early riser. Will. Oh, but I'm such a night owl, and it's my biggest crux to try to go to bed early enough and, so that I can get up early enough to do all this. And uh, if you listen to last week's podcast, uh, I talked about missing the bus in the morning, which would be missing the alarm or turning it off or whatever. And uh, that has actually been sort of happening lately since uh, with all of this with the podcast and with um, you know, getting everything up and running and all of the late night software endeavors trying to figure out how to do what. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, trying to get back into the groove of all that. And uh, whenever you start something after you've stopped it for a while, of course, you know, it's really hard, like training again after coming off of the off season. So, yeah, I'm suffering along with you guys who are just starting it up. Yeah, I got to start it up. I think I'm actually going to join a master's swim program to get me out of bed, and uh, they start at uh, 5:30, so that will get oh, me boy. up fairly early. Mike, I had a I had a coach when I I played water polo, and I had this coach, and he's a coach at, of uh, University of California Irvine. He's the he's this, he's this crazy old character, and he would get up at I think it was 4:15 every day. And the only reason why wow. he and he still does he's like seventy five now and the only reason why he does is because he says it's the hardest thing in the world to do and he doesn't feel like a piece of crap when he when he gets up and he feels better than everybody else and he's like you know, <laughs> I drive down the street all these all these houses are dark and I'm just a better person than these these guys and that's you know they don't they're <laughs> sleeping they're lazy they're this they're that I mean he's way out of control this is a guy who does. Um, 2,000 sit-ups a day. 2,000? 2,000 a day. And he's, he's, he's like 75 sit-ups. And he does... Uh, no, no, thousand? I'm, having a, I'm having some problems with 1,000. 2,000 sit-ups two, a day? 2,000 sit-ups a day. And he does them... I, I think he does them all at one time, if I remember correctly. What? And, uh, and he does... Oh, wow. And, and look at it. He's 75, and he does, he does his age in dips. So he'll do 75 dips... 
um, which are really, really hard to do. Oh, and 75 dips? Yeah, 75 dips. Oh, my gosh. He's so, in, he's so intense that he actually, like, water polo is a pretty hard sport. Um, it's not like, you know, these kind of wussy sports like football and stuff. You got, actually got to um, be a great in great shape. And he scared me off from uh, <laughs> from the water polo team because he was so intense and his workouts were so hard. And I, I played water polo at uh, Stanford University, and it was like half as hard as his oh workouts. Oh, my gosh. So, so he was your coach? You said he was your coach. Yeah, he was my coach. Um, sort Did you of, do 2,000 sit-ups a day? Uh no, I, I, I got scared away. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, ran, I ran out the door. Actually, I discovered uh, women and uh, newspapers, uh, journalism. And uh, so after my freshman year, I didn't play water polo anymore. <laughs> so I um, went on to other pursuits, which, uh, which is fine. But it gave me a good, you know, I always, I always miss that competition, which is what's good about having triathlon in my life because I, I could do it again. Kuna, you know what? I think it is time to surprise the triathlete. All right, let's do it. Who who do we have this week? We have Chris from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he has the awesome website Chivalry.net. So oh. we're gonna see what he's up to today. Very cool. Let's uh, let's dial him up. You ready? Yeah. All righty. Let's let's give him a call. You give him the good news, okay? Okay. Oh, I hope he's home. He's probably out, like, riding his bike or something. He's such a stud. Well, Chris, this is Iron Will and the Kahuna. How are you today? Pretty good. Chris, um, how how goes the day? Uh, have you been out riding, you know, your half century or anything yet today? Oh yeah, you know, in the in the winter of Minnesota, I'm just uh, dying to get out there on the roads and and crank out some big miles. <laughs> you just finished. I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but um, Kuna, did you know that Chris finished the very brutal Ironman Wisconsin last year when the temperatures were up in the 90s and people were dropping like flies? Oh man, what what was that like, Chris? Oh, um, been steaming uh, three years in a row, so hopefully, you know. Uh, it, it's due for a, a much cooler day. I think the average temperatures are sort of in the lower to mid 70s, and the last three years have been up in the 90s. So uh, no, I hope oh for you that uh, <laughs> you finally get the norm. Now, now oh, Chris, Chris um, Iron Will is uh, pumping in for information because she is doing the Wisconsin Ironman Wisconsin. Um, but tell us before we get too deep into this, tell us a little bit about yourself, Chris. How did you get into triathlons, and and um, and you have a great blog too, so plug that as well. Um, I got into triathlons in uh, 2003. I actually had some coworkers um, that had done triathlons, and, and one of the guys had already done Placid at that point, and uh, my other friend had just done Florida the year before. So um, they're always, you know, looking for more people to join their their training crowd and, and stuff like that. So I kind of tagged along, and eventually they uh, coerced me to uh, to join the gang. So um, so I got started in late 2003. Uh, I sort of jumped in, you know head first in the whole thing, and uh, last year, um, or two years ago, 2004, I did a half, and I did my first full Ironman, which is also Wisconsin, and then um, last year, I ended up doing Wisconsin, too, so. So this is um, really only your second season, huh? I mean, you just finished your second full, season. Right, my second full season, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Chris, you're awesome. It, what, oh, was, right. what was the difference between a half Ironman and an Ironman? Um, it was considerably <laughs> harder. I don't know. I don't want to scare Will or anything. Um, but uh, I, I guess the standing joke between us is we, we always say, you know, it's twice the distance and four times as hard. Oh. So, um, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a lot different. Um, I mean, you you really have to pay close attention to kind of the nutrition and pacing even more so than, than you do in a half. I mean, in a half, you, you, you have the potential, you know, if, if you blow up halfway through, you only you know, have a couple more hours to go until you actually make the finish line. But if you blow up a couple hours in Ironman, it's going to make for a really long day. So, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> the theme of our show is mental endurance, so this will be, um, this is good. Yeah, uh, this is perfect, actually. How do, speaking of that, Chris, I, I'm sorry, Guna. Oh, I was, was going to ask him one more question. How do you train? You're in Minnesota. I assume it's like 100 degrees below zero right now. How, how do you train? Like how do you train for that for the heat uh, in 
in an Ironman race, for example? Um, well, I mean, despite it being winter, being pretty much miserable. I want to know about how many training hours per week uh, did you put in uh, leading up to Ironman, and what kind of diet did you stick to? Um, Training-wise, once I actually kind of uh, got through the prep phases and stuff, I, my basic week, it was probably just under 20 hours a week. I usually float at around 18, 19 hours um, of training a week. Oh, wow. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I guess everyone is a little bit different. Um, but the crux of my training pretty much is, you know, you get your long ride in, you get your long run in, and then you just put as much filler as you can sort of in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, um did you do those runs on the uh, both the run and the bike on the weekend? I actually spaced mine out. I try to keep them basically as, as far apart away from each other as possible. So okay. if I did one on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'd do the other one on the weekend. That way, you know, your body has kind of time to recover um, from getting beat up from your, your big monster workouts. So you're, fresh, you're fresher, I guess. I don't know if you're ever really fresh during the season, but, you know, you're definitely more rested. Um, yeah. And you lost. You lost a bunch of weight. Um, you have a, a really cool section on your website that um, from couch potato to half Ironman, and uh, you lost what twenty five pounds or something? How'd you do that? Um, something like that. Basically, uh, just paying careful attention to diet. I mean, I I love to eat, and that's nutrition is definitely the the hardest of the four elements of triathlon. You know, pretty much the running, I can all spend close to that, and you know, work needs to get done. But uh, nutrition is the one I struggle with personally the most. Um, Pretty much, I, I I sort of adopted the paleo diet, which is um, more or less eating kind of natural things. Not not so much organic, but for me, it's more just kind of concentrating, getting the crux of my calories through fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. um, and lean meat and stuff like that. So oh, I, wow. I think because I, because I like to eat so much, I think <laughs> that you know if I focus in on eating vegetables, I can eat more quantity um, without getting all the calories and and all that stuff. So oh wow, that's um, a good point. And, and now, you. Oh, go ahead, Iron Will. Oh, I was just going to say, um, he, uh, on one of those 50 things about you or something, he uh, he mentioned, oh, no, no, I guess it was a different kind of thing, where uh, it came up that you buy cases and cases of uh, Diet A&W root beer. And ever since I read that, <laughs> ever since I read that on your site, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that stuff, too. So now I'm totally addicted to that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I, once I had a stack, it was taller than I was. It basically was higher than my stack. <laughs> so. That's good stuff. It oh. is. It's good. It's one of the few diet drinks that actually uh, tastes somewhat normal. So yeah, diet AW um, root beer is is the way to go. <laughs> Guna, you had a question. Yeah, I, I, I was curious when you're when you're doing an Ironman and it, you got all that heat. How do you get enough calories in your um, in your body, both for you know hydration and for nutrition, to get through the race? What did you do? Um, I primarily take liquid. Calories. I, I don't eat much uh, solid foods, um, especially during the bike, and, and I try to limit it on the run as much as possible. Um, I, I have this. I, I use CarboPro basically, which is just pure carbohydrate, and kind of, that kind of mixes really easily in the solution. Um, so I, I, well, in theory, I, I had two bottles on the back of my bike, and each bottle had something like 1,200 calories. So you kind of just ration out. Okay, you know, if I if I drink a third of this, then that's 400 calories, and um, you know, if I, if I do a third every hour, then that should be enough for the bike. But mm-hmm. in reality, actually, one of my bottles fell off, so it didn't quite work out so oh, well. No. Um, oh, no. I kind of had a, yeah, make up a plan on the fly for at least half of the race. But, um, okay. yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, when it's hot out, um, you definitely have to pay real close attention to how much, you know, making sure you're getting enough, enough liquid in. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a PGG-rated show or whatever. You basically, you know, if, 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 you, haven't, <laughs> if you haven't peed, you know, um, I, I, one of my neighbors did it, did Wisconsin, and he ended up not finishing it because he ended up he had some really bad cramps, and he ended up on a gurney basically on the sometime when he <gasps> blacked out. But uh, he, um, yeah, I was talking to him after it, and you know, I was asking him, you know, how his race went and stuff. He was just like, it was going fun until the run, and then you know, I was kind of asking him questions, and he basically, you know, got to the point where I asked him if he had gone to the bathroom. He said, from from the swim, you know, when the swim started at seven o'clock until he was at mile thirteen on the run, he hadn't gone to the bathroom at all. Mm. So, um, wow. big sign that you're probably, you know, not hydrated correctly. So, it's just kind of things, you know, you should be peeing regularly. I mean, if your, your body shouldn't completely shut down from its normal bodily functions. But uh, definitely you have to, uh, you know, take close close measures to, as to what you're taking in in terms of water and electrolytes and all that stuff and calories. And, 
Now, Chris, oh Chris I'm a, a journalist, so I can ask this question. Do you pee when you're <laughs> when you're riding on the bike, or do you get off and, and pee on the side? Oh boy. Um, first year, <laughs> I first year I got off my bike. Um, you know, I I have always had the, the sort of mentality that if I'm not really gonna be lying for a kind of spot, I don't need to pee on my bike. Right. But um, last year I was trying to save some time, so. <laughs> Um, I'll just leave it at that, I guess. Oh, yeah, wow. Ro- RoboStew does that. I just, I, I don't think I'd ever do that. I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't want to be. I, it. You know, if if I end up doing another one, I probably will stop and get off again because um, it's just not, it's just not very fun trying to get that stuff out of your shoes and. It, uh, oh. I don't want to go into details, but it, it's not pleasant. <laughs> okay. Good. If you're going to call and oh. take serious time, you might just want to stop and you know take a breather and. Uh, Stay clean as possible, I guess. I should say. Oh man! Well, speaking of uh, speaking of, if you ever do another one, Chris, um, what are your race plans for this year? Uh, this year, I'm still sort of not sure. Um, I'd really like to do another Ironman this year. Obviously, um, the races from General Entry are all full as of way long ago. Um, but there's still some options that I have um, in terms of maybe getting to an Ironman still this year. So haven't oh, written wow. completely out at all. It'll be creative. Um, take some work to do. But, All right. Um, definitely that. If not that, um, I'll probably end up doing some ads or maybe some of the local sprint races around here. But uh, I'd really like to do another Ironman this year. I think um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be quite of a complete season. Uh, like if it ends, it doesn't end with uh, a big long race like that. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's going to be awesome, and everybody can uh, read your blog and follow up with you for the year to find out what your race plans will entail. And um, for anybody who doesn't know, it's uh, www.chivalry.net, and uh, go check out Chris and uh, follow him along through the year. So um, thanks so much, Chris, for uh, for putting up with all our technological bloopers. And <laughs> oh, and thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the for the podcast and everything. I mean, you guys are doing great service to the community. So. All right, Chris. Well, thanks. Thanks very much. Get get to training. All right. All right. Talk uh, to you guys later. Okay. Bye bye. Right, bye, Chris. Okay. Well, that went pretty well, huh? That was good. I'm 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 still trying to get over this. Twice the distance, four times. As hard. As hard. Oh te- my God. I'm gonna have to make T-shirt that says that and and send Chris one. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's a little. I think I'm weird, but that's a little motivating. You know what I mean? It, it kind of gets things going for me. You've got you know to, I mean? yeah. You've got to, uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, there's there's no cheating on this thing, and that's the one thing I like love about triathlons is you just you, it's just impossible to cheat on your training, or you're going to pay for it on race day. Right. Exactly. Um, oh. n- now you you are going to talk to. Why don't we uh, um, play the coach's corner? You're going to talk to your coach, Greg. Yeah, we're going to talk to Greg Mueller. He's a level two USAT coach, and um, we're going to go along the lines of mental prep for for racing. So should be good. Good. Can't wait to hear it. Let's let's uh, let's roll the tape. Okay, and we are here once again for Coach's Corner with my coach, Greg Mueller, Level 2 USAT coach. And, uh, Greg, this week we are talking about um, mindset for Ironman, sort of some things to expect and, and maybe how to prepare for some things we might not expect. And you're going to be the expert here, so uh, kind of give us an idea of uh, what might be coming down our path if we're heading to Ironman. Okay. Um, well, I think it's important as you're preparing for Ironman that you're not underestimating um, A, what, what the race can throw at you and B, what you have to do mentally to prepare for the race because it's not just um, showing up and thinking that you're tough enough to handle it because a big part of Ironman is that you can't really anticipate what's going to happen whether it's weather or what your body's going to do and you surely can't control what other people are doing so I think what's really important for people to remember is that you have to stay positive about um, what you're doing at that time and uh, if it's putting one foot in front of the other or one arm in front of the other or you're eating um, those are all really important things that you can control during Ironman and there's so many things in that say 9 to 15 hour period that you can't control you really got to focus on the good and when you start to feel like um, you're losing that control I think you have to think back to workouts that you did that made you confident and remember what got you there and uh, workouts that were the similar distance or similar time 
and get through those what are hopefully brief moments in time where you're questioning yourself or something bad is happening that you didn't anticipate um, and you're being positive. And a, a lot of times you'll see people at Ironmans talking to themselves. It's pretty lonely that period of time, <laughs> such a long time. It's, it's really good to talk to yourself and come up with a mantra or to come up with something that's going to just keep you putting one foot in front of the other and feeling like you're making some progress. Okay, yeah, you told me, um, when, well, I have my freak-out episodes, like, <laughs> like you know, you talk me out of the tree a lot, um, and uh, you said to me, don't reveal yourself to the race um, until you're about to cross the finish lines, uh-huh. otherwise it's just going to be too exhausting. Can you kind of elaborate on that for everybody? Yeah, it's, I mean, Iron Man is, is very emotional from, I mean, from treading water, say, at Ironman Wisconsin with, you know, 2,500 people and the sun is coming up and the national anthem is playing and there's, you know, 50,000 people watching and you get the chills and that kind of thing is there's a lot of opportunities out there to, I'm going to say, waste emotion and you really need every bit of energy focusing on um, moving in perpetuum forward and making good decisions. And if you come out of the water and, you know, you see somebody that's important to you and uh, you start sprinting to look good, that, that's, a, that's a major error in judgment or... You know, you see a buddy that you train with uh, up the road and so you accelerate on your bike. Or if you're feeling really broken down and you just feel like you start crying, like, I can't do this, which is not abnormal. The problem is that all those things are weakening um, your resolve to get from one place to the next. So you really have to be confident and um, just keep positive, steady, patient thoughts going through your mind so that all day you're being really patient, being really patient, getting too happy or too sad is really confusing to your body. You don't want to be doing anything but real clear thinking, um, and your workout should reflect that and prepare you for what you're doing, whether it's mind-numbing workouts that are just hours on the bike or just being positive in your workouts you need to practice. When you start to feel negative, how are you going to react to that so those aren't absolutely foreign feelings? during the race and then as you start to get towards the end of the marathon and um, hopefully you're able to eat and drink and you're starting to feel okay and you know that you're going to finish and you're close to the line you can actually you know start to think about all the hard work and you know how much your family has given up and how much work you've done and it's the culmination of a season and you really you know so you can give some people some high fives out there and you can thank people working in the first aid um, stations and uh you know, whatever it is that you want to do, you can kind of enjoy the race, but I always tell people to be really careful doing that during the race because you, you expose yourself and it, it can come at a high cost later on. Okay, so uh, when you say expose yourself, you mean don't go too left or too right of center. Yeah, exactly, and that's physically and emotionally. Okay. Yeah. That's just, that's really great advice. It's really great advice for life, too, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah kind of maintain focus and uh, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. Once again, Once again, this is um, my awesome coach, Greg Mueller, and uh, some words of advice for everybody racing this year. So uh, with that, we'll give it back to Kuna. Thanks a lot, Thank Greg. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Iron Will, that was, that was awesome. And along those lines, uh, we have a, an official psychologist of Get Your Geek On, and his nickname is is Head Doc, and he's a psychologist based in Long Beach, California. So I sat down with him and talked a little bit about uh, how not to get freaked out by a distance. Like it, it could be a sprint. My first sprint triathlon, I was completely freaked out by it. So whatever distance race you're doing, how not to get freaked out by it as you're training. Okay. All right, we got on the line Craig Kane. He's a sports psychologist based in Long Beach. Uh, his website, if you if you want to check him out, is www.sportsminded.us. Uh, welcome aboard, Craig. Thanks, Kahuna. Yeah, um, I'm, I actually did a couple of uh, triathlons with uh, with uh, Craig. We call him Head Doc because uh, he's our head doc, especially Wildflower. It was a uh, that was a really fun race, and what we did before the race is he made us a visualization tape, and I was, he can testify to this, but I was freaked out before Wildflower Half Ironman, and um, we slept it was, in. 
Was Pardon listening me? To, uh, was listening to all those pros tell you that it was going to be the hardest race you'd ever do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Before the race at Wildflower, they have all these pros talking. Usually it's like a motivational talk, and all he kept saying was... Uh, this is harder than an Ironman. This is the toughest half Ironman there is. You know, you get, you're going to get your ass kicked out there. And they're, they weren't trying to, but they were completely psyching me out, at least. And Craig, who's, uh, who's uh, mentally healthy, said, you know, maybe we should leave and um, not listen to this anymore. So we left, and then we went back to uh, Wildflowers at a uh, campground. And so we rented a RV, which is just fun. It's sort of like Woodstock with all these people around. And uh, we popped in the visualization tape and... It was, a, you know, I'm not, not a big, I was not a big believer in it, and um, it was awesome because one, I had a great night's sleep, and two, it worked. I mean, you're, you're, you hear, hear that, you've already visualized the race, and you, you run or swim or bike that same race. So anyway, I thank you for getting me through Wildflower. Not a problem. And uh, tell me, I, I want to talk to you two quick things. One is injuries and how to sort of. Take the time off you need from injuries or sickness. Uh, Craig, for those of you who don't know, was signed up for the um, Ironman Arizona, and he had to drop out because of some um, severe asthma problems, and that had to be really tough, right, Craig? Oh, it killed me. killed me to drop out. And, you know, it's really hard. I think part of, part of the injury, part of the difficulty with injury for athletes is that our identity gets wrapped up in what we do. Um, you know, how many times do you think of yourself as a triathlete or you're wearing your tri-geek t-shirt or people know that you do your website and it's about being a triathlete and then all of a sudden, bam, you can't run or swim or ride and it's oftentimes, well, now who am I? Right. Um, so that makes injuries particularly difficult and it makes it really hard for people to stop working out when they're told to. And, and so what do you do? Uh, well... Part of it is to remember that for most injuries, they're pretty short-term. Mm-hmm. So uh, it isn't something that's going to be permanent. Um, and that's pretty helpful. You don't have to stop being a triathlete just because you're not working out. Um, and, you know, we talked about visualization. And interestingly enough, visualization is a perfect thing to do while you're injured. Um, depending on what the injury is, there's actually quite a bit of research that um, talks about increasing the or decreasing the amount of time it takes to heal for some injuries by doing visualization. And um, there's also a lot of research that talks about just um, being able to stay in good mental shape around running races in your head while you can't actually uh, uh, go out and train. So you can actually make use of the time um, and kind of keep you in that mentally ready state or even physically ready state as much as possible. Um, and, and, and for people who don't know, I mean, how do you... Do you just lay down in your bed and start thinking about the race, or how, I mean, how would, how do you go about um, visualizing, uh, you know, a race or injury healing, or or um, let's let's take a race. How would you visualize that? Sure thing. Well, the first thing, um, and it's something that people often forget when they try to do visualization on their own, is that you have to relax. Um, I don't know if you remember the visualization that we did. Uh, yeah, going down the stairs. Right. Pillows. So, <laughs> Exactly. So about the first, probably on that that tape, I think about the first 10 minutes of it is just designed to get you in a relaxed state. And, um, you know, people that have never done anything or don't have the advantage of having a tape um, can actually just focus on their breathing, take a couple deep breaths. That will help people relax. Um, one of the things that you that people can do is just do a kind of quick scan um, over their body, starting from, like, going from toes to head, and just see if there's any tension in their muscles and try to focus on relaxing that. Um, because what, you, what you're trying to do in some ways is, is link that feeling of relaxation with the race. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do that by making the association in the visualization. So the key to doing a visualization is any time you start feeling anxious in the visualization, that you pause and you tell yourself to relax. Um, And there's a lot of different ways of of doing it around a race. Um, You can visualize the race from beginning to end. Um, That's oftentimes helpful. Um, And again, just remembering if you start feeling yourself getting anxious to take a couple deep breaths and relax. You, You want the visualization to go as perfectly as possible. I mean, you get to write the script for the for the race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you 
find that you're visualizing yourself starting to panic in the water, you can always stop and take a couple deep breaths and just kind of visually rewind that part and play it out again, swimming relaxed or having a perfect transition, something like that. Um, and then even with that, there's a couple ways of looking at it. If you're going to visualize the whole race, um, you can take two really different perspectives. I mean, one is you can imagine it um, as though you were going through it and looking at the race out of your own eyes. And the other version is to just imagine that you're watching it on TV and you're actually watching yourself compete from an outside perspective. And, and both of those work. It's sometimes people are more comfortable with one than the other, and you can always mix those up too. And one of the things you did on your tape, which which um, was was really helpful to me, is when you were at the halfway point in whatever leg of the race was, mm-hmm. you said something like, you know, you're halfway through and you can't believe how quickly the race has gone. Yeah. Do, do you remember exactly. that? And, and oh, I, yeah. I I swear that that wildflower, which is a long freaking race, and you know, it was about six forty for me or six thirty five. It was um, I couldn't believe how short it was. And I think it was because of that uh, that visual, visualization tape. Sure. Uh, no. I mean, one of the tricks on that tape is that that phrase um, about being amazed that you're halfway done mm-hmm. is repeated. Oh, I don't even I don't even know what the count is on that tape, but it's repeated a number of times at the halfway point of each of the legs, and even at that point, it's repeated a few times. Um, and, you know, having a phrase like that um, is really helpful. Um, it just kind of triggers that feeling of relaxation again while you're actually running and um, really programs you to think of um, a race in perhaps more manageable chunks. Um, you know, it's overwhelming to think about doing a, a half Ironman or even an Ironman. And I think sometimes when we think about, you know, what it's like to be going for whatever, six and a half hours or 12 hours or 14 hours, um, it's pretty hard to, to, to get your brain wrapped around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the key in some ways is to just kind of break it down into manageable chunks. And, that is um, good. And, and, t- and tell me, well, for people who are going to stress out about this visualization tape, um, mm-hmm. you know what I think? You should, you should do a tape that uh, we all can can sell on our websites where it's uh you know it's like five bucks a download or something as soon as i can figure out how to take care of music copyright stuff Uh uh-huh it will be done now one last uh one last thing uh before i go and this is uh before we go Mm -hmm. um people who are training there are people out there that you know, can't swim a lick, but they're they're training right now for a sprint triathlon. Or there's people that have done sprints, uh, but they're going, but haven't ever run over like 13 miles, and they're going to do a half Ironman or an Ironman. And speaking for myself, there are days where I'm positive I can do this Ironman. It's going to be not a problem. I'm putting in the miles, I'm putting in the training. And then there are days where I wake up just like in a cold sweat, saying, you know, what the hell have I done? How do I get out of this? Um, this is, there's no way I can do this. And how do you how do you make that a little more even where where you where you take that panic and somehow turn it turn it into something good mentally? Uh, I, I I don't know that you ever get that even to be honest with you. Right. I mean I think part of it is to not have anxiety about the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it is sometimes what we do. I mean we don't often think about it, but. You know, you wake up in that cold sweat and you think, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to do this. And then you start thinking, oh, my God, if I'm thinking that way, I'm really not going to be able to do this. If I had it all together, if I was training better, I wouldn't be nervous. Um, And we forget that everybody gets nervous. I mean, that's just a natural part of preparing for something like this. And, um, you know, once we kind of get a grip on that, it's pretty easy to just say, you know, I'm having one of those nervous days and I'm, I'm going to have them and, um, and not let that keep you in bed and keep you from doing the training. Um, you know, one of the things that's most helpful in, in terms of that is to actually go out and train um, because it tends to eliminate some of the anxiety. Uh, when, when we get into that state, and I know when I've been in that state, part of it is just this feeling of, um, oh my God, things are out of control, and I start thinking about what if this happens and that happens, and um, you know, and so you have to focus back on what you can control, and 
you know, at this point, with all those people training for, you know, Ironman Florida, I mean, you're not going to be able to control whether you get a flat that day or not or whether mm-hmm. the weather's hot that day or not. But certainly you can control whether you get up tomorrow morning and go swim. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And having re- regaining that sense of uh, I am in control of this process is really pretty helpful. Um, and again, just remembering uh, anxiety is a, is, a, is a perfect part of this. Uh, uh, I think my favorite part in the Summer Olympics I guess two years ago now, was um, the first interview they did with Michael Phelps after he won his first gold medal. And, uh, you know, they did one of those interviewers that TV sports people do where they got him right as he's climbing out of the pool, short of breath, hasn't really had time to figure it out, but he just won a gold. And, you know, they asked the question, how does it feel to win your first gold medal? You know, and his response was, well, at least maybe I'll get to sleep tonight. <laughs> right, you know, and I yeah. thought, oh, that is so great. You know, if Michael Phelps, who certainly went into this knowing he was going to win gold medals, couldn't sleep the night before a race, then, you know, I don't have to worry if I have some sleepless nights or wake up and wonder whether I'm going to finish a race or not. He needed one of your visualization tapes, <laughs> I think. Hey, um, Craig, listen, this is why we love you. You're you're, you're you're soothing, you make sense, you're, you're experienced, and um, can we get you back on again sometime? Absolutely, anytime. Okay, it's, uh, uh, we've been talking to Craig Kane, a.k.a. Head Doc, and he's a sports psychologist in Long Beach. Uh, his last name, by the way, is K-A-I-N. I made a mistake one time and said C, but it's K-A-I-N. And his website is www.sportsminded.us. Um, Craig, until next time, we'll, we'll see you later, okay? Absolutely, you bet. All right. Training. All right, thanks. That was really awesome. I love hearing whatever Head Doc has to say. He always comes off just really, really succinct and really uh, gets everything put into perspective. So, yeah, thanks thanks for that. We're going to have to see if we can get him back on the show. It comes off kind of like he's mentally healthy, which is a good thing for a, <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> for a psychologist to do. <laughs> hey, guess what time it is, Iron Will? What time, what time is it? It's time for Try Life Lessons. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, All right. Well, guys, along our vein today, we're going to talk a little bit about mental prep. And uh, so um, let's get my papers ready. Here we go. Today started out rough. Our son woke up in the middle of the night after having had a bad dream. So I sat on the side of his bed until he fell back asleep. Needless to say, I'm really tired today. Or I was when my alarm went off a few hours after I'd managed to fall back asleep myself. I got all my gear and drove to the pool in a really foul mood. I started hearing this little aggravated voice in my head, which didn't help matters. At least not at that moment. You know, you don't have to do all this crap. Go to the mall like normal women your age. How can you hate shopping? See, you're not normal. Do normal things and maybe you'll get normal. Yeah, I thought, shopping isn't that bad, is it? I could go, but... Oh, the crowds, the dressing rooms, on and off, and oh yeah, forget it, I hate shopping. But there it was again. And what kind of stupid lunch is that? Leaves and turkey slices? Why don't you go to the teacher's lounge and eat with everyone else? Talk to someone else, why don't you? Hello, socialize? And I thought again, yeah, that might be fun, huh? I could go down and chat about um, my new drink system adapter for my Aero bars. Yeah, no. Okay, so I could listen. I could just listen to them talk about everyone else. So yeah, not my scene. They wouldn't understand my leaves in Turkey anyway. And it went on and on like that the whole way to the pool, griping about not having a normal life, about my clinically crazy schedule, my extreme ways and tendencies, obsessive personality, nag, 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 until I just had enough. I got to the parking lot of the pool, parked and sat in the car until it was too cold to sit there anymore. I needed everything to stop. Well, part of me did anyway. So I stopped. I told myself, hey, just stick with me. I said this was going to be a hell of a ride and that it wasn't meant for normal people. So I couldn't be normal and expect to ever find out where it might lead. And the griping stopped. Things were quiet. My teeth started to chatter. And I grabbed my three 15 plus pound bags of gear, etc., and opened the car door. The wind hit me in the face and blew my hair back but the bags block the rest of it. I don't mind being on the outskirts or being different. That's kind of been the story of my life. 
I learned a long time ago to go my own way, and I don't even mind that anymore either. I'm afraid on some days because I wonder if I'm lost. I get nervous because there aren't any footprints to follow. But lately I've discovered that if I look over my shoulder, I'll see some. And suddenly, I understand much better the path I'm on. Will, as always, excellent segment, and I especially like the, uh, well, I love your words, but I, I like the music in the background. That's a nice addition. Um, let's go to um, some letters we got this week. Hey, Kahuna, little birdie told me that uh, you got a letter from somebody particularly special. I did. Um, you know, I, I preface this all by saying that at Trigeek Dreams, which is my website, we are not allowed to worship any pro uh, triathletes because the idea is... Um, we are actually are in the game and not in the stands watching people. But I make the exception with Melody McQuaid, uh, Mad Mel, as I call her. Um, you know about her, right, Will? Oh, yeah. She's only the Xterra World Champion, which is the, the uh, off-road triathlon uh, circuit. And uh, I think I have a suspicion she's going to be our Trigeek Diva for 2006. And I've been um, emailing her back and forth about a couple things. And she's very cool. I mean, she's super cool. Did I say she's cool? She is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think she's cool. Okay. So, so she wrote, and, and one of the things that we're going to do from time to time, not a lot because, again, we don't want to worship the pro athletes, but we are going to interview them from time to time to sort of get training tips and, and get their insights since um, they've, they've got this kind of wired. And so I asked her if – she's up in Canada, and I asked her if she she's coming down to San Diego for a, uh, a bunch of sponsorship deals, and I, and I asked her if she would be available for a podcast. And so she wrote um, – uh, the podcasting meeting can be scheduled at your local coffee shop. I'm on a strict shopping, coffee, and swimming outdoors program for my week in San Diego. I'm bringing the bike only for show. So uh-huh. sh- shopping and coffee, she, she'd be good with Mrs. Kahuna because that's her two favorite things. Um, <laughs> though she is a marathoner, Mrs. Kahuna, I must say. Um, and then I told her about the um, Ironman we're training for. Uh, you will kick ass in Florida, but holy, those races are freaking long. I always think that training should be harder than the actual race. So just suffer a lot beforehand and you'll be just fine. See you in San Diego, Mel. She's so cool. She's very cool and that's a good, I think that's a, that's a really good um, uh, tip there. That the, I, I always think that training should be harder than the actual race. And, if, if, and it's, that's hard for an Ironman, of course, but that's why... And this is what Robostu is so good at is, you know, if he is hurting, he's got like cramps, he's got a fever, he's got, you know, whatever. He goes, oh, I love this because it's going to make me so much tougher and it's going to make the race seem like nothing. And I mean, he's a little bit crazy, but if you, you know, take that to a, <laughs> don't have to take it to his level. But um, what, do you got any email uh, that we can read to our viewers or listeners? Yes, I do. Um, we have, let's see, a letter from Karen, which I'm sure everybody in Blogline knows who Karen is. And uh, her letter says, you probably already know this, but I'm a married mom of one preschooler. I'm an administration supervisor at a major food company in Omaha, Nebraska, and I completed a half marathon, and I'm training for an Olympic try in August. Ooh. And that is, that's going to be her first try, I understand. So oh, my to- gosh. She's going big early. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys got to go um, to uh, imchickfit.com and uh, and check out Karen and wish her good luck. So thanks for your note, Karen. That's excellent. You got uh, one more before we before we head on. Head on, move off. Uh, yeah, move out. <laughs> Let's, yeah, this one I have to read to you because um, actually this one's from Triceratops, and how cool of a name is that? Um, Triceratops and I are uh, going to be going to Wisconsin uh, together this year and uh, it's very interesting that uh, I think Triceratops and I are long lost sisters because we're both Italian and we both are teachers and we both are racing Ironman Wisconsin and we just have so many quirky little weird things in common it's not even funny so um, so here's her note is a, I'm a married high school history teacher who is training for Ironman Wisconsin I've completed two marathons just like me how cool is that and lots of smaller tries which I love no kitties yet but someday so uh, yeah we're going to have to definitely call Triceratops because we just have way too many things in common and it's just kind of eerie so I don't know if that's good to have two Iron Will cloned on the show I don't know if I could take it but uh, <laughs> dream come true Kona come on yeah, oh yeah that's right um, <laughs> uh, Will mentioned this the the um, blogger alliance out there and if you're if you don't know about this you could go to the easiest way actually um, and this is self-serving but you can go to trigeekdreams.com and there's a list of everybody that's in the try 
Geek Blogger Alliance, and it's a very cool list. There's about 50 people now from all over the world, and you and it's it's some incredible reading in there, and it's a it's it's sort of how we all got together. So you'll hear us refer to the um, Blogger Alliance from time to time, and um, that's what it is. Yeah, we have quite a few people, and uh, I have mine isn't quite as organized as Kahuna's on my sidebar. It's just sort of a list of everybody as I came to know who they were. So uh, yeah, that's that's the order they're in. Trigeek Dreams was actually the first try website I ever visited, and uh, I actually started my own blog because of uh, the inspiration I got from his site. So thank you very much, Kahuna. I don't know if I ever told you that. You never told me that. I'm, I'm I got a tear in my eye. <laughs> yeah, so it was really neat. Um, Commodore, Flabby Iron Man, uh, Flatman, all those guys were were part of the first crew. Uh, White Salamander, all those guys out there. So yeah, Flab- yeah. Flabby Iron Man. He he's 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 awesome. They're all great. Boulder oh, yeah. and Boulder. So anyway, it's sort of become like a little family, and uh, we'd love for you to join. You could either be a lurk- lurker, a commenter, or hopefully a blogger yourself. So. Um, the admission, yes. to, the, the the membership is pretty rigorous. I think you just have to email me and you're in. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, go definitely check out uh, Boulder's site. He's got a whole new look. If you haven't seen him from uh, from when he was here originally, he's he's really revamped things. It looks really nice over that place. He's good. He's going to be in, on the Ironman Florida. Oh, you know, one one more piece of news I want to say before we go is that we're going to be featured um, allegedly in uh, triat. Is it? I'm going to screw up this name. Triathlete magazine. Yes. Oh, that's what I hear. Yeah, Commodore, um, the king of the desert out in uh, Arizona, he he was smart enough to actually say, hey, we got a a, um, team of of, of bloggers that are going to compete in Ironman Florida and Ironman Wisconsin, and uh, they bid on the story, so they're going to do a story on us, so that's, that's pretty cool. How exciting is that? Guys, we're going worldwide. Yeah, we're going to be uh, media darlings before this year's out. <laughs> this is the year of the uh, Trigeek uh, Alliance, I think. Um, there you go. Very, very cool. Well, this this ends the um, the second voyage of Get Your Geek On. How do, how do we do? I think I think it rocked, but I do believe that the uh, the bloopers section is definitely going to be the highlight of our show today. It is, and we're you know we're we're still learning, so you know hang with us, and, and we'll get better and better. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was good. I, I, I really enjoy these podcasts, Will. Yeah, yeah, I think we're definitely getting the hang of it. You know, I have an idea for a contest for next week. Is we'll have the uh, listeners count how many ums we say, and who gets the most, me or you. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be one of those things that that make us more aware of how many times we're saying um. Yeah, we, we we'll we'll get them we'll get them out, but it's 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 tough because they're they're natural uh, uh, space fillers as you talk, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for everybody, guys. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. This is Iron Will signing off. And this is Tragi Kahuna. Aloha and mahalo. Hi, this is the Kahuna. Thanks for listening. Before we get to the bloopers, a couple announcements. We did fire Dakota, the Trigeek Diva. She uh, demanded a new contract, and also to work with her took more time than um, actually Will or I had. So uh, you're going to get either me or Will, Will or Will or me uh, at the end of each show. All right, uh, before the outtakes of Get Your Geek On, uh, we wanted to thank Nespa, N-E-P-S-A, who sponsors Get Your Geek On. For all your web hosting, domain, and design needs, Nespa is your solution. Visit Nespa, N-E-P-S-A, dot com, or call 877-99-NEPSA, N-E-P-S-A. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, you can call Iron Will at 574-807-0033-574-807-0033 or, the car- or me, the Trike Kahuna uh, at 949-544-1416 949-544-1416 um, Iron Wheel's website is throughthewall.com and remember uh, the, the E in the the is actually a three, so it's through the with the e with a three instead of the e wall dot com, and uh, the Kuna's website much easier to remember uh, or simpler to spell trygeekdreams.com. Uh, get your geek on with Iron Will and the Trigeek Kahuna, 
is an Iron Geek New Media production. All right, it's time for the outtakes. Aloha and mahalo. Please work. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. It worked. Okay, cool. We are... (laughs) We are rolling. Okay, now let me record. So, oh my God, let's start. Like a clock in, in that room or not? No? Oh my god, yeah, you're hearing my grandfather clock. Can you really hear that? <laughs> yes. That's like across the room. It is. That's a oh grandfather clock? Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can't, <laughs> can't turn it off. Um, yeah, I can. Do you want me to? Hold on. Shit. We didn't talk about this part. How do I call him? <laughs> <laughs> Skype is a bastard. It just erased my contact. Ugh. There are Showbiz <laughs> isn't what it's cooked up to be. You know what? what's cool about when stuff sucks is that when you get it right, <laughs> it's like that much cooler. FU, FU technology, we, yeah. we beat you. We're, are you ready to roll, baby? I'm still in high school again with this three-way calling. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not good for my blood pressure. Okay, now what do I do? Because this is ridiculous. We're going to have some awesome bloopers, though. <laughs> it's going to be longer than the um, <laughs> than the show. The show, fudge. I'm coming to you from the... Uh, re- le- okay, shit. That was, like, going so well. And I messed it up. By the way, you've got a great voice for podcasting, and that's from... T Touchery, so that was very awesome compliment. Um, don't, don't put that one on there because that's like all about hey, look how cool I am. Yeah, you've got like some groupies though. That's oh, this is gonna be bad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk along the along the. Hey, Iron Will. What? Guess what oh, time? No, no. Okay. I sound like an idiot. What? <laughs> okay, ready? Hey, Iron Will, guess what time it is? What time is it, Kahuna? It's time for Try Life Lessons. My oh. fa- it's my favorite part of the show. You have like five favorite parts I, of the can't, show. It's my show. They could, they could all be <laughs> favorites. Oh, I'm going to have to go run just to get rid of this freaking stress today. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. So okay, so you have to know one thing about me. When I get really pissed off, I like go off in different languages sometimes. So just ignore that. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Doing and God, blah blah. blah. I hate it. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? I am totally laughing at you. A, a world champion in Xterra, <laughs> which is the <laughs> shut up. Just, Okay. <laughs> Just say Xterra. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be here till Tuesday. I think we established that she's cool. What do you think? <laughs> I'm just going to make fun of myself for knowing when I hear myself do something stupid. You know what? We're going to have to take... This could be, I'm sure this is going to be in the bloopers, but I have to have a bathroom break real quick. So um, I didn't know it was going to take so long. So um, I'll be right back, okay? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in T minus five seconds, the Trigeek Kahuna will initiate peeing. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this later and like laugh his head off. God, I hope he can't hear him. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be done talking to myself now. Oh my god, I gotta play music or something. If I hear him pee, I'm never gonna be able to get over it. <laughs> Do 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 do. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Do 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 do. Holy cow! How long does it take to pee? I say shit way too much. Let's try it. <laughs> We've got to be the the slowest podcasters in the history of podcasting. 
my Lord, okay. Okay. This is not, this is, this isn't even, uh, this is out of control. How can I say that without sounding like a total bitch? Oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to freaking lose my mind. My dog. <laughs> We're going to have some dick-ass livers. Oh, God. Oh, that sounds really cool. That's a, no. See, look at it. I'm still sounding like a stuck-up butt. Oh, we... Oh, then now I just sound like a valley girl. I'm coming apart. This is out of control. <laughs> okay, let's go. God. Ah, fuck. What did I say before? Okay, well, that's great. Um, I'm not stopping. On our voicemail, um, are at the you end of the show. You have to stop. You gotta stop. At least we're having fun. 